right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got a question I want to ask you. In, 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 in basketball and sports, we're always talking about the greatest. Who's the GOAT? Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, it's basketball, whether it's golf. Is there such a thing as the greatest of all time? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not sure because I think what happens is you have to look at like different times. Like, I mean, dude, like, I'm sorry, but when people talk about how great Wilt Chamberlain was and I watch a YouTube video, it wasn't even a fair fight. Like he technically did not have to be good at basketball at all. Okay. Like he could have scored 50 a game and just been able to like tie his shoelaces. So when I, when I look at him playing and everyone is like literally my height and I'm, I'm thinking, well, God, that must've just been so easy. Right. So, but of course he's, a lot of people think he's the greatest of all time. Um, I just think, you know, you, it's, it's tough because of, I think in certain sports there have been like, you really? have to, I think you have to look at the fact that Wayne Gretzky is the best hockey player of all time. It's, when you look at all the stats and records, I, I just don't know how you can't, how, how you could even use someone else. Um, it's, it's tough to argue, you know, it's tough to argue uh, Jordan or Brady, but then is it just based on the fact that you win the most titles? The problem is it's a team sport. So Scottie Pippen did a nice job. BJ Armstrong did a nice job. Uh, Edelman caught every single thing ever thrown to him, even no matter where it was. Um, and then you need, in order to be the best quarterback of all time, you technically need to have the best offensive line too. So it's tough. You know, there's so many different things, but people like to say goat. But I just think that, that the reason that people think there's a goat is it's also an interpersonal thing. Like it's, it's like a people's belief system. So someone's like, LeBron and someone's like Michael and then someone is like uh you know whoever yeah 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 Kobe I never heard the Kobe much until he passed to be honest with you Mm -hmm. um and I think talking about Jay Electronica's album uh before we do that I love what Jay says uh in that one verse uh uh in the one verse when he talks about like if something happens to me please don't please, please don't tweet about me. (laughs) Because, you you know, for for me, um, you know, I was, is even someone who's not a basketball fan, I'm more of a fan of, like, I I was a fan of Kobe because you could just see the passion and the love and all that. You know, of course he was physically great. I mean, 6'6", 43-inch vertical. But how many guys, how many guys in the NBA have been like that? I mean, a lot. So, a lot. So, yeah, he had the physical ability to become known as a goat. But, I mean, I think that video that he won the Oscar for, Oscar for shows why he was why he was who he was. Right? Sure, he might have been the Black Mamba. I get that, but I just picture him rolling his socks up in his room and hitting a shot to win for the Lakers into his garbage can at five years old, and that whole thing that he did. Um, you know, dribbling through the chairs as a little boy at seven and talking about how much he loved the game and how much he thanked the game. To me, if a guy who's six six with a 43-inch vertical had that much love for basketball, I think he's going to at least get paid. Mm-hmm. So 
once again. It's <laughs> like minimally. He might not be a GOAT, but I think he's going to have a big contract. So, you know, that's, that's to me, it's a, it's a great question, but I mean, the greatest of all time, it's, it's, dif it's difficult. Uh, it's difficult, I think. I think put it like this armchair quarterbacks right a lot of people answer questions they have no business answering <laughs> right so it's of course people are going to have these arguments like this this and that um and so that's the, that's kind of the idea I, I think that everyone would have their own goat like who would be the greatest of all time uh in my mind in hockey would be Gretzky in basketball it would be Jordan um in golf it would be in golf would be Tiger Woods. Um, and even Jack Nicholas has said that. He yeah. said it a thousand times. Right? He said that's, it a thousand. That's what I was gonna Look. say. It's very in golf, it's very funny because Magic Johnson and Jack Nicholas are very similar in the sense that Jack Nicholas pretty much like passed the torch, you know what I mean? To Michael in the same way that Jack Nicholas was like Tiger Woods is the greatest, in my opinion. You know what I mean? And that that debate never really happened because Jack, even though he has 18 and Tiger has 15. He was still content to say, even though I have more majors, you are the GOAT. And, uh, you know, the, in, in basketball, that's been the problem. When PJ and I have talked about that before, there, there hasn't been that, you know, full designation, whether it be from Michael or, you know, even Kareem could come in and say, I think Michael's the GOAT or I'm the GOAT or whatever it may be. We, that's why the argument tends to. Uh, to I, I, th I, think though, I think, though, too, is like it almost has to be the GOAT at a position because yeah. you could say Tim Duncan is the GOAT. Yep, at power forward, yep. Right. So and now understand all of this. I've only learned about uh, from my from my 11 year old son who will tell you my my 11 year old son who's from Windermere, Florida, who will tell you that the goat is Allen Iverson and the second goat is Bernard King. So I didn't oh. even know who I didn't know. Who, <laughs> hold, 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 hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You're talking even, to me right now. Dude, <laughs> you know, dude, hey, hey, dude, hey, I didn't hey. even know who Bernard King was. Oh, hey, 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 Saint Bernard. Hey, I hey. saw Saint Bernard live. You okay? I'm a guy. I'm a guy. I'm a guy who sat. I'm a guy who sat on a bus next to a guy named Jerry West. And when I got off the bus, I called my brother, who's a sports producer, and I said, "Kevin, does the name Jerry West ring a bell?" And he's like, <laughs> "He's like what?" And I said. I just sat next to this lovely guy named Jerry West. Uh, we had a great talk. Um, mm -hmm. And apparently he used to play basketball. Now he's like you know, kind of in management with the team. He goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes, he's the logo, you idiot. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, okay. <laughs> I, I had to look up Bernard King and Elgin Baylor and all that. So, it, I mean, how's, how's an 11-year-old? When he told Vince his top five favorite players, he was like, where are you from, kid? Alan Iverson? <laughs> He's like, what do, you, what do you know about AI? And he was like, I mean, I, I can tell you what his stats were as a quarterback in high school. He's one of those guys. He knows yep. all that stuff, right? And he, he loved it. So, yeah, I mean, he thinks it's a cool he, – he, I could be on the phone with Tiger Woods. If I'm on the phone with BJ Armstrong or Vince Carter, Quinn thinks I'm way cooler, bro. Way <laughs> Sean, how does a kid get to Tennessee State from Canada? I mean, every time I hear this story, it's just – it just blows my mind. I mean – Probably because he, he, he was supposed to. Um, right. I, I mean, how I got there is I had terrible school marks. Um, my parents weren't made of a ton of money, so that I don't think my Scottish father, who came from Scotland with 50 bucks in his pocket, ever had any intention of paying for um, 
and and I wouldn't have I I wouldn't have invested in me at the time too. I was a complete <laughs> I was a complete zero. Um, I was a good enough player to get a scholarship to schools in the states, but the Canadian dollar was sixty three cents to the American dollar, um, and so it was just going to be too expensive. Um, and I don't really think my parents ever thought I was going to actually pass or get through. So. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? I was too busy learning. Like school, to me, I think school is great. Like, look, if I wanted to be a doctor, then I get it. I totally get it. Like, you know, if you want to be an engineer, then you got to understand physics and math. You can't just, I mean, you could teach yourself it, I guess, but for the most part, I, but for certain things, like someone like me who loved golf and loved the golf swing and loved hip hop and loved reading and philosophy. I mean, there couldn't be anyone in 11th grade who read the books that I that I had read and had a C in English, it's not possible. <laughs> but when you, when you, when you write down, this is my essay on what I read. And then they say, well, that's not what the author meant. And I'm like, well, what's that? Like that can never deal with that because I just didn't think that that was what it was like. So we teach to everyone what Shakespeare meant. There's no, there's, there's no what, of what, whatever it is. So, you know, to me, I remember being in high school reading James Baldwin when we would cover slavery for two days. And I'm like, oh, I'm so far ahead of you. Like, it's not even, so that's what it always felt like. So then, you know, there's not much interest. You're kind of a teenager and you don't really give a shit. All you think about is golf all day and music. And which is what I still do. I've, all, I've, all, I've always done the same thing. And so long story short, Tennessee State gives me a full scholarship. Uh, happens to be a historically black university in Nashville. Um, and next thing you know, about three months later, um, I'm staying in Boyd Hall, which is called the zoo, which is the, uh, <laughs> which is, which is, which is the, uh, which is the athlete storm. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, man. And, and then I'm on campus and, and, then, <laughs> and, and it's, it's, it literally, it, it, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty. <laughs> pretty first first two months are pretty pretty crazy um I, I i remember after the first few months i remember thinking to myself you know what nothing i go through for the rest of my life will be this difficult <laughs> yeah and really oh i mean just think about in 1993 and it doesn't matter what time frame it is all right everything is just, right i'm learning reading a book right now called solitary by albert wood fox who was a man from Louisiana, became a member of the Black Panther Party, um, was unjustly convicted. Uh, he's been let off since, but that's after 42 years of solitary confinement. Um, yeah, but I, I, can go, I, can go, I can go on and on. I mean, I, I remember the first time my friend told me, you need to watch the documentary, The 13th, with Brian Stevenson. And I'm like, okay. And just trying to get him to understand, there's been books on this dude for 30 years. This is not new. Um, so I end up at Tennessee State, and like our golf team's decent, but we're made up of like four guys from Canada and, and three guys from Sweden. <laughs> so, technically, socialist countries, but not not under the American definition of socialism, which everyone should look up the definition of it <laughs> and see that it's not what they're making you think it is. Okay. Yep. Um, right. <laughs> If, if, the, if the leaders of this country right now are using words that have four syllables, you have to Wikipedia it, okay? <laughs> um, Right? 
Right. Uh, so then I'm at Tennessee State, and look, BJ, for a lot of guys, man, it was like payback central, bud. I was payback. <laughs> <laughs> I was payback, and 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 I got it. I I understood it. I get it. Look, it wasn't it wasn't African countries that put Europeans on slave ships and did what they did. I mean, it, so I get it. I get it. I don't in the highest level of understanding, it doesn't make it right. Um, not even close, but I don't know, man. I just dealt, like, I just dealt with it. I don't really think I ever, I've kind of, I've always felt like I've not really taken things personally that people say to me, because I really think like, if I look back to my life, when I hurt people, that was when I was hurt. Mm -hmm. And so it can't really take it personally because basically all I am at that point is that person's understanding period. So, I mean, I have no power or control at all over that. So, I mean, what are you going to do? But yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely tough, but then just like anything, look, there was, there was people who were cool with it and people who weren't. Um, the thing is the people who, the, the people who are typically not cool with things are the fucking loudest anyways. Yep. So, you know, on, and, and we see that now, uh, we've always seen that. So yeah, that was difficult. That was difficult, dude. But when, you know, when you, and I'm Canadian as well, so it's a bit different. Like American guys didn't make it at our school for a week. I must've made five, $500 and over under bets on the amount of hours they'd last. Um, but like I said, the guys who stayed were from Canada and we're not, they're not perfect. They're not perfect countries that way, but it's not nearly like it is here. It's not nearly like it is here as far as just the institutionalized in, in the rubble of the asphalt. It's like, it's so in, it's so entrenched in the system that people don't see it there. And they think, Oh, that was just in the sixties. And well, no, 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 stop. Right. Stop. So yeah, it was, it was tough because I kind of understood a lot of the things, BJ. I was fortunate that my dad, when he realized I wasn't in the school, he promised me to pass and, and said, look, uh, if you're not going to do that, you're going to come on my own education. I'm going to educate you. So, I mean, I probably, I, I remember really, I remember one day I had a bad day because we were in class and I realized how many people in the class, and this is a, class with basically every single person is african-american except probably me um and they didn't know who marcus garvey was and they didn't know who du bois was half of them only knew because fisk was like two miles down the street and so when i started realizing that these incredible heroes of humanity which is what they were right um what they were asking for was all based on out of love really um and education that I just remember being so like hit in the solar plexus with that idea is like, that's, that's how they've done what they've done is because all the greats have been wiped from historical record and you have to go look for it and how much from generation to generation that's not being passed down. So, I mean, you go from a time of being Kings and Queens uh, to a time now with kids thinking that the only way out is through some bars or, having a crazy crossover or being able to run a four three and it's just ridiculous dude like you know most of the great findings came from one region and then the world took that and it's, so it's just fascinating to me it's it's all fascinating and then 
I had issues with a lot of the Greeks at the school because, especially the alphas, because the alphas were the most kind of like, I would say they were the most kind of like, they probably gave me the most issue. So they, they, were, they were probably the most Afrocentric. Now, Afrocentric doesn't need to be anti-anything. Um, we all understand that. Um, but I used to make fun of them because they had Greek symbols on their shirts. And so I, I used to, I, I still think to this, I, I still think to this day, it's one of the greatest dichotomies in messaging I've ever seen. I'm like, dude, dude, the Greeks stole from the Kish empire and now you have Greek letters on your chest and you don't like me because of this. This is too good to be true. <laughs> well, look, and that, that's not, that's, and that was their choice at my school to be, to be that way. Obviously, Dr. King was alpha, uh, mm -hmm. and th there wasn't anyone who championed love as much as him. So I'm not hammering every alpha or Q or kappa. Um, and then the kappas asked me to pledge my junior year, um, and I was out on that. How did that go, Sean? How did that go? <laughs> well, I just, I just, I'd seen a couple of my, a couple of my buddies um, who became kappas, and I saw what they went through. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about me and I'm like, are you kidding me? I won't be able to sit down for like 10 years. They're going to kill me. <laughs> and I said to him too, I said, like 10% of you are pretty anyway. So I don't get this whole pretty boy thing. Um, <laughs> right? There's no, there's, hey, there's no Rick Foxes up in the capital. <laughs> How about that? Rick Fox. I know that from my There son. you go. There you go. Uh, that's a Carolina. Well, Sean, you know, listen, we, you and I can talk all day. We need to even get to the books. I want to get to the books. I want to get to the Marcus Garvey's and all of that. Well, we're yeah. going to have plenty of time for podcasts. We're gonna have, so. But I, I got to <laughs> ask you, what you listening to right now? Yep. Just give us a little, I'm, I'm just give us a little state of this. You know, we got to talk a little music. You know, we got the timer going. We got five minutes. We got to power pack this in because you and I will go days talking about music. <laughs> I will get emails and texts from mm. you in the middle of the night. My wife's like, who is that? I'm like, it's Sean. It's like State Farm. Yeah. <laughs> this is Sean. Sean heard a bar and he'll text me. What you listening to right now? Uh, well, it's always, you know, you know, like how religious people have like the Bible or they have like the rosary. They, they do their they do their things per day, right? right. I mean, every day I got to have DJ Premier. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Love DJ that. Premier, I got this one, I got this one mix, I got this one mix on SoundCloud. It's like an hour and a half and it's everything he's ever done. And the first 10 times I listened to it, I was like, wow, I just didn't even know he made the beat for that guy. And you just kind of go, this is kind of crazy, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm a huge Static Selective fan. I always have been. Um, yes, yeah. I, but I was on a show one time. That was so exciting with Stretch Armstrong. And, and I was, that was like a kid. I was so happy. I was like, that was cooler for me than being at the Masters, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I, fired shots. I fired shots at Drake. I felt great. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, was with, I was recent at All-Star Weekend. I was with Stretch. <laughs> And I, 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 I just wanted to fan out, but I couldn't. I, 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 just wanted to fan. I was, I was, I was, I was like, you know, they was like, oh, this is the DJ. I was like, no, this is Stretch. You know, but uh, <laughs> shout out to Stretch. I was so, I was so impressed. 
yeah so uh, i'm i'm listening to like static put out that album quarantine in like 11 11 days and it's fire yo, and you and said it's that got to me yo yeah man, i mean that's tough that, i mean how and the thing about static that's so great dude is that as premiere did um because i believe that static is getting to that level um for sure yes. he is yes. um is those guys I know about all these artists because of DJs. Right. So I, I had, I'd heard a couple of times, but I never was really that down with UFO Fev. And then he was on his album. I, I, you know, I knew Paul Wall from Houston was decent, but I, then I've heard him over New York beats. I'm like, this guy's insane. And just mm -hmm. all the, all the guys from Rex to terminology, JFK, Cali, Code of the Friend, all these MCs. You know, Conway the Machine, all these guys oh. were on Static's <laughs> albums before <laughs> anyone knew. So to, to me, I think that that's the, that's the coolest part. But yeah, I mean, a lot of times I just put my playlist, which is I'll put up against anyone on the planets. So got about seven, it's got about seven. That's the next show, shot. My playlist is tough, right? Now. <laughs> it's, got, it's got about 7,000 songs, and then I'll Whoa. just put, put it on the deal. But, but lately, because we've been with the kids a lot and out and I mean, by the end of this, I'm going to be one or two things. I'm either going to be Michael Phelps or Lance Armstrong because I'm riding a lot of bikes and I'm <laughs> a lot in the fucking pool, dude. Hey, Sean, I got I to tell you this story, Sean. So I'm so, I, I'm, I'm proud of all of my kids. I'm proud of all my kids. I got three kids. I'm out and shooting on a little hoop with my son. <laughs> And we got the music. I got to share. You would appreciate this. Just you and I talking right now. We're, 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 the audience isn't listening. Just you and I talking right now. You, I'm so proud of my youngest son right now. I can't, I can't control myself. We're shooting hoops, him and I. And, you know, like everyone, we're just trying to figure out how to occupy a four-year-old right now. All right. Right. Well, I'm just trying to occupy, you know, we got everything going on, right? I'm trying to give, I'm trying to give mama a break. We're just trying to get through the day. I got a little, you know, a little speaker going out there and I put on paid in full mm. as we're shooting. And my four-year-old stopped shooting. He goes, Dad, that's a really good song. Ooh. I, 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 it, it just brought joy. You don't know, you know what? Joy. You don't know the joy. No, 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 shot. You don't know the joy that I had, and I just had to share that with you. I've been waiting to tell you this story because Sean. But, but what's, really, what's really, really funny though? What's really funny though is that, is that, is is how much of a hip hop pervert BJ is because, <laughs> like. 20, 15 years from now, his son, who knows what, what he goes on to accomplish. And then he talks about the proudest I ever was, was when you did this, when you were four and it was rock him. <laughs> he heard rock him. Hey, how about, how about, so he stopped. So my, my, my son, Quinn, my 11 year old, he's sneaky. They, they've just been forced since they were little. They're, they're just little, right? Um, Kieran likes Kenny Lattimore and he, and he, and he likes Maxwell and D'Angelo and he likes, <laughs> he, he likes that Quinn, you know, he's a kid. So they're listening to what they're listening to, but you never know how much your kids take in and how much they don't. So we're sitting there and he goes, dad, I go, yeah, he goes, that J electronic album so short. <laughs> he goes, he goes, he goes, dad, 10 years, 38 minutes. I don't get it. 
He, he, so he, he's, he's, I looked at his playlist. He's fully in, right? He's, and when right. he goes out, when he goes out in the front and he hoops, he's pretty much everything Illmatic. I mean, of course, right? I mean, that's, what, what else do you need to know? Like, you don't, Oof. like, like really there's, you know, like I said, if you, if, if you could write a book, you could probably do it in a chapter if you were, if you thought things through properly. If, if you, certain books, obviously, but I mean, you know, you just can't, you can't really go wrong. But to me, it comes down to every single day, black thought every single day. Um, Bingo. Oh, he's a prophet. In the purest form, the hip hop. But you know what? Hip hop somehow evolved, you know? That was the, it evolved to rap. And it evolved into this area, which I think some of the masters I think I think I think rap evolved. I don't think I think hip hop should classical music today sounds like classical music seventeen hundred yeah, 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 years. Yeah, but but what but, but I I think it 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 veered right. It veered to the to the ear of the consumer, right? I think I think Biggie was in that that space. He created that. I'm not saying he did, but he he lived in that space. I think Jay Z lives in that space. And 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 I and I respect it. I I'm, I'm not saying I, I look. I prefer if I could just listen to Melly Mel and Grandmaster Cass. <laughs> if I could listen to Rakim, KRS-One, G Rap, Kane. That's 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 who. But I also understand and get where they're coming from. But I I I, I get it, and I think that's what makes it beautiful. Uh, the art yeah. form itself of, right. of what these masters have been able to accomplish with words. I mean, when you listen to a feral much, when you listen to- Look, look I'm into MCs. I'm into MCs that have FBI files, okay? So we're talking about- <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't think Black Thought has an FBI file? You don't think Talib Kweli does? You don't think mm -hmm. Most Def does? You don't think, think KRS-One does? Mm -hmm. I mean, dude. Killer Mike, Andre, all those guys, man, they were, dude, you go to a Kendrick concert, because he's, he, Kendrick's like, I don't even know, he's, Kendrick's like an alien, Oof. right? He's just right, like, right, oh. Like, he got so, he got so bored of, like, rhyming and battle rapping that he then made an album where if you listen to it backwards, it tells the chronological story of his life. I mean, now we're getting, we're getting onto some, like, like, that's serious art stuff. Like that's high, high level art stuff. Like he, to me, is like what Pink Floyd was to rock and roll. Like he just, and, and I thought at times, what the JLAC album showed me is how far ahead of everyone Kendrick is. Um, now, yeah, Kendrick is, yeah. I've always kind of went more into that deep conscious route. That's like, if you listen to my guys. So when you got someone like Black Thought, who was able to give you just this pure understanding, this pure understanding of consciousness but, but also in like battle rap moniker he's tough to beat like it's <clears throat> i don't know how you can you know it's like that last album that nas put out i mean that might be as upset as i've ever been in my whole life like i'm i'm tired of hearing beats when we're discussing the great lyricist of all time i don't want to hear swiss beats i don't that doesn't mean he's not dope he probably has forgot more than I even know about music. I bet you he's amazing. I don't want to hear DJ Khaled. He's not even good. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear just Blaze. I don't want to hear 
these no ID beats that I don't even know it's hip hop when the song starts. Right? Like for me, give me that SP 1200 and two techniques. <laughs> and, and look, that, that's how it became. Look, that's how it became what it's become. That's how it's became. Tupac, Tupac and Biggie and those guys came from the generation before them. Yep. Um, so it's got a little perverse since then, I think. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get out on the on one last wire from uh, from Black Star, and that is, uh, in the words of Talib Kweli, "Stop being a bitch already. Be a visionary." And uh, <laughs> and 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 we'll and we'll get out of here on high power. And we appreciate you, Sean Fuller. This has been a great discussion. Nice. We need to have it again. Nice. I like that on that that high power. Then there was another kid named Lamar who made a song called that too, right? Yeah. <laughs>